We just out here skating, you know, every day we do so. Let's fucking sir! Let's go! We in this bitch. I really didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is modern day hippie shit. Episode of MDH TV. You know, I'm AC1, Tommy Anderson, whatever the fuck you want to call me. I'm here with Andre, Dre Licious, whatever the fuck you want to call him. And we got some great topics for y'all today. How you been, man? I've been I've been Gucci. I've been good. I just uh just got back from Vegas. So uh well not just got back, back. I got like two days ago. So I know you get back out there. Yeah. So how how was Vegas for the week? It was fun. It was it was cool. You know, it was like it was cool being around like the same people that I was around before, you know? And yeah. and for like such a short time. But yeah, I went to go play basketball at UNLV. And uh, <laughs> these two dudes were about to fight. And it was so funny because there was literally they were just about to fight over like who's better at one on one. And I was like, I'll bust both these niggas ass. Easily. Yeah, that's what's up. So I, I was at um I was that like your first time hooping in like a while? Yeah, yeah. I was actually pretty good. Feel me? I, I hit up the UNR coach. I was like, bro, you need to fucking you need well, to be on the team. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> bro nah, every time I go back to hoop, I real I realize I'm like Nigga, you put 18 years of your life into this shit. Yeah. You better be good at it, even if bro. you take 10 years off. You feel bro. me? So Chris was because I went to go hoop with Chris and he was like, bro, you still got it. I was like, nigga, I, I did this shit for 16 years. I better it's still like I, I would be mad if I lost it already. <laughs> oh, God. oh god. It was fun though, honestly. Like I haven't had that much fun playing basketball in a while. But like can you can you hear the dog? No. Okay, cool. Like for me, when I go hoop, the only thing that gets me is like I'm out of shape. Like, you know, stamina wise, like I can like lift and shit. I've just been like in the gym lifting, but ever since I finished high school, niggas have not been running like that. So like, nigga, I'll be like, I'll be like the old ass um Uncle Drew, like yeah, just, old I'll ass. Be tired bending over, just mixing niggas, and then I'll get and I'll miss the shot because I'm tired. But hell yeah. Maybe I remember I went to who with these one niggas that was like, and one of the dudes he like six six he like nigga I'll throw all your shit y'all I'm like nigga like when I tell talk to these niggas I'm like y'all don't understand like I've literally played with niggas playing in the fucking playoffs right now in yeah. the NBA playoffs yeah. right so I'm like when y'all think y'all can do shit to me because y'all did it to y'all little hometown whatever that's not me right yeah. so i'm playing these niggas at work they bet me 50 dollars to play i'm like dude i'm like just gonna take that because you and nobody you ain't even make the school team nigga i was playing bro, the who made the nba roster this bro my roommate jess 
the the white dude. Yeah, he'll be like, bro, I think I can beat you. What what? I'm like, nigga, you. Bro, I'm like, like, I'd be like, when did you start playing basketball? He was like, oh, bro, I played it like sophomore year. You know, not on the team. Though. I'd be like, nigga, come on, bro, come on. Bro, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, and I get it because most human beings be bullshitting. And like when you talk to niggas like us, we like damn near we gotta be bullshitting. Like, yeah. oh these niggas skate and then they hoop, they do all this shit. But it's like no nigga, like, and I think I'm lame too. That's the thing. But then I look at the regular nigga and I'm like, damn, like I'm really a god amongst men because not only am I way better than these niggas, not on their cocky shit, but it's just yeah. like <laughs> I think I'm lame also. <laughs> but you. You know what this lady said to me, uh, my academic advisor, I, I was on a, a meeting with her and I told her I was like trying to learn something else, which I'm not going to say on camera because it's like, it's a little in the dark project, but I told her I was like trying to learn something. She was like, that's so good for your brain because it's teaching you how to learn different things and how like to approach different things when you try to learn it. So I feel like since we learned basketball, since we learned skateboard, all these different things, it kind of eventually will like pan out into maybe even if we don't like take the actual skill of basketball and like apply it to real life. But if we apply the like the ability to just learn like how we learn basketball, how we learn skateboarding or how we learn anything, it could it that's that's really the 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 best part about it rather oh, than actual really. physical activity. Right. And I remember my dad, he would always tell me this. Um just like growing up and shit. And like, you never really recognize those, those sayings that your parents say or your coaches or teachers or whatever. You don't realize it, what they mean or like the significance behind them until you in the real world living. And you're like, oh, this is what this nigga meant by this. And like, he would always tell like the whole team, he'd be like, you know, when you hooping, like when we playing basketball, when we practicing, don't think that like everything we doing is just for the game or just to practice or just cause. So you, and he'd be like, you really gonna use these skills in the real world, whether you at work, whether you at school or whatever. And it's like, I'm working at UPS now. And it's like my first kind of like job where I, it's, it's my first job where I feel like it's like a real job in the sense where like, there's like niggas from all ages there and they just dare to work. And that's why, right? And I, I kind of almost see it like school in a way, like, cause I gotta go every day down there except one, cause I'll be picking up days and shit. But um, and I was just thinking about like, when I would see certain people have problems like with authority or something, I'm like, oh, that's just an issue with a coach. You know, like you yeah. don't gotta argue with that person. You could just keep it to yourself and be pissed at yourself and keep working. But when you see like people lose their cool real easy, I'm like, Oh, he just got scored on two times in a row. And it's like you just you just really see the seeds that were planted in your being as a kid and like how they grew. And it's crazy because like, I mean, I don't know how how young the people, you know, listening to this is, but like if you're in high school or even middle school, made my brother listening, right? It's like the the shit that you're doing right now, you have no idea how that's about to like play a part in your in your life. You really have no idea. And, like, even the things from, like, and this is to, like, any parents, because I know, you feel me, we probably going to have some parents listening, you feel me, eventually, or, or right now, probably. Yeah, it could my be nigga, right now. My nigga Chris listening. But, uh, if, <laughs> but, no, nah, for real, like, even just, like, growing up as a child, you, you get introduced to so many things, and, like, 
childhood trauma is really, or really just until the age of seven, that's that's really shaping who you are. Like, I know there's this famous quote that's like, I forgot who said it, but he was like, if you give me a kid from the age seven and below, I can groom that kid into being whatever whatever I want it to be. Not, not like in a weird way, but like I can make that kid like super intelligent or whatever. So it's like, you really got to pay attention to the stuff that you're exposing to kids. And if you're in high school, you got to be important. You got to really start focusing on the type of person that you want to become though, because, because those are like the building blocks for building the person that you're going to be. And if you build it off some bullshit, which a lot of people do, you feel me, myself included, probably everybody I know, just because of the shit that we had to go through high school, it's like, you feel me? You kind of, you kind of get a bad start just emotionally and, and, you know, spiritually, I guess. Real and like, you know, since we on this parenting, you know, and and a lot of people we went to high school with, they become a parent, and you know, like this is not a jab at them or nothing, right? Because you can be like forty year old and still don't know how to be a fucking parent. It don't matter how old you are, right? But I feel like a lot of people become parents when they're not ready, and that may be either financially just ready, like they've lived enough of their life to where they can 1000% care about a kid because believe it or not, once you have a kid, unless you have, and no, nah, that's even false there. Once you have a kid for, to some extent, your life is over. It's not over, but it's definitely changing 1000% because now you have to live for this kid. And like, you see why these celebrity kids are all fucked up because they think just cause they have money, that's all it takes to raise a kid. No, you got to be there and raise that kid. You feel me? Like, I, and it's actually kind of crazy because, like, I think, like, about how, like, white kids and, like, when you, when you, like, look at their, like, you know, character arc and it starts off with their family and they, because everybody has family problems, right? But um, let's say, like, a white person's divorced, right? It's the dad going to work, slaving at work to try and get money. They probably already have a good enough lifestyle, but it's not as good as he thinks it needs to be. So he's constantly at work, growing away from his family, growing away from his wife. His wife starts cheating on him and shit because she don't feel love. This is like, you know, no, this is like a, a very common, you know, like life situation, right? And And now the kids is mad at him because, oh, you wasn't at home. You was just always at work. You never cared about us. Not realizing that the nigga don't want to be at work. He at work because he care about y'all, right? So, and like, I just realized in my life, like, me growing up, I was down there by myself, like, from eighth grade through graduation because my mom and dad got divorced when I was pretty young. Um, then my mom moved to North Carolina or whatever because her dad was sick. But my dad, he worked nights, 12-hour shifts, four out of four to five days out the week, right? <clears throat> I didn't get home until seven, eight o'clock, four to five days, or five to seven days out the week because I played bat varsity basketball. I was at school literally until after that. Now, granted, he was my coach, but literally for the damn near all of my development ages through high school, he was a coach to me. He wasn't a dad to me. He was literally a coach. I looked at this thing as a coach and he dropped me off at the house. And sometimes he sleep there, right? And, <laughs> and, you know, but like coming from like the black, you know, 
I live in the reality of a black man. So like I recognize, you know, like everybody hate Chris. They dad wasn't there because he was making money because he loved they ass, right? Not because he wanted a better lifestyle. Not well, yes, obviously, but because nigga, they needed a better lifestyle. You black, you literally in the slums of society. So I can recognize that and be like, yo, my dad wasn't there because he really need we needed money as a family. But whereas like another person from another race might recognize he ain't love me because he wasn't there, not seeing the underlying issue. And I say all that to come back to this point. People, when we start thinking about having kids, you got to really sit down and like observe, are you ready? Are you ready to sacrifice every single one of your weekends? Not, you know, every other one, not three out of the four every month, every, every weekend. Are you ready to sacrifice, you know, running off two hours of sleep and then going to work? Because that's literally what you have to do because your baby's trying at 1 a.m. There's nothing else like, there's no other option. As kids, we always get another option because our parents are there. But once you parents, like you're that front line of defense, especially if the man, if a nigga come in the house, you gotta go downstairs as the nigga, right? So like I said, I just wanted to bring this point up. Like, I feel like a lot of us are having kids without being mentally ready, whether that's at 20, whether that's at 30, 35, 40. You know, like, and it's it's not fair to the kids because I see how the world has fucked me up and I see, like, how shit my parents did that they didn't realize fucked me up growing up, that they didn't realize they was doing because of how the world fucked them up. And it's like, you really start to, especially, like, in your 18 through, like, 30s, no, not even 38, from, like, 18 to 25, I would say is prime years of understanding because you're you're becoming an adult, you're understanding why shit is the way it is, but you're not pissed off enough to where you don't give a fuck about it. Once you reach that higher 20s to 30s, you stop giving a fuck and you kind of forget why what happened. You're right? you're just like the bodied out adult now. So like these are our prime years of understanding. And what I'm like really starting to understand is this cycle just repeats itself and continues over and over again because we either have kids too young before we can get that understanding or too late to where we kind of forget why we understood it the way we were supposed to. If that makes sense. Fuck them kids. You said what? Fuck them, you said fuck them kids? Nah, I want kids. I think like no matter what I do in life, because like everything for me is like, like when I when I think about like me graduating high school and like how for a lot of people it's like a big accomplishment, but for me it was just like it was just something I was supposed to do. Like it was just something that was supposed to happen. Same thing with college and just like same thing with this music shit, this YouTube shit. I'm not even necessarily looking at it as something I think, you know, something I'm gonna be happy for. Of course I'm gonna be happy, but something I'll be glad about when it happens. I'm looking at a check mark on my list of shit I have to do. But I feel like I won't really be able to measure my success as a human being until I have a child. Yeah. I mean, I, I want kids. But right now, yeah, right now, kids. bro, fuck them up. Nah. But, <laughs> like, I, because I, I want to do it, like, in my 30s. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of what I want to care. I want to be, like, an old parent. Because cause I, re I really want to be – because 
you know, looking at like the situation that I'm in, because you feel me like my dad going through it right now. But, you know, I've had like great parents, you feel me, that have like taught me a lot. But they don't really have nothing to leave. You know what I'm saying? If that make, Like they don't have nothing to leave to me, which may sound selfish. And it's totally not their fault. Like my dad grew up in the 80s and 90s and a black person in the 80s or 90s like good luck making it at that time period. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like when I when I when I really want a kid is when I know I have something that I could leave them. So to where you feel me, it's that it's that what is it, the rare queen queen's race? You run this hard just to stay in place. That's what I want it to be. You know what I'm saying? Like to where it's like you ain't gotta build nothing. You just gotta well, you gotta work hard, but you just gotta work hard to keep this going. And me and the, one of the homies, I forgot exactly who it was, um, <laughs> who I was talking to. But nah, because I, I, I've like, because I'm a genius. So like, I have genius thoughts 24-7, right? So like, I'm not going to remember who I was around when I said my genius thoughts. I'm going to just say, I want to say before, you know, I forget, happy belated birthday to the king himself, Malcolm X. You know what I'm saying? But um, when was his birthday? It was like two days ago, three days ago. But um fuck, what was I just saying? Yeah. Oh no, no, no. We was talking about like what what it means to be rich versus wealthy. And I remember it was actually a white dude I was talking to this about, which he's actually like from a wealthy family. So that's why like it was a great conversation, right? Because a nigga will always say, I want to be rich, I want to be hood rich, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, if I had to choose, he was like, if you wanted, if you wanted, had to choose between getting a hundred million dollar check right now and having a hundred million over your lifetime, like, which would you choose? And he was like, I would choose the hundred million over lifetime easily. And I would be like, I said, I'm picking a check. And he was like, nah, that's not the good uh, choice. And I was like, for me, it is. I understand why it's not, you know, overall, but for me, it is. And he was like, why? And I was like, because I'm going to make that 100 million to 100 billion like that. And that's because I know what to do with it. Now, then we started talking about the, the meaning behind being rich and behind being wealthy, right? Because being wealthy is you, you have a portfolio. You have your money and your goods spread out. So if one industry, go, if one industry goes to shit, you're straight because you're in at least 10 other industries. But being rich is you got a hundred million in the bank. If that bank go down, you you broke. But you got a hundred million. You got more cash than a nigga on hand. But you're not. It's not real wealth. And yeah, basically we started talking about. I was like, that's the problem with all these artists, all these rappers, all these entertainers because they they have children in these rich lifestyles and they think they've made it right. But this is the thing. The Kevin Hart's, the LeBron James, this, the, the, the Tyler, the creators, the Kanye's, they won in a generation. For you, to, for you to be Kanye and then your kid to be Kanye too, that's like crazy. Because it's already crazy for you to be Kanye, right? Like Michael Jordan and his son. Like Michael exactly, Jordan, right? They're not good at basketball. Exactly. So what people got to understand is, you're giving, and, and I think Shaq is one of the only celebrities that actually understands this. And Steve Park. Oh, yeah, and Steve. Well, there's a, there's definitely, like, a bunch, but like one of the big names that people will realize, Shaq and Steve Harvey, two great examples, right? 
they understand that they are rich. They parent, they family's not rich. They family broke as fuck. Now, since you're a part of my family, you obviously get the benefits of my wealth as well, but you're not, don't think you have money. And like rich people, kids really need to understand that because rich people, kids go around acting like the world is their oyster because it's been their oyster since they were born. But if you don't know how to keep making that money, your, your wealth is going to die out after two generations. And that's what like my biggest fear is. And that's what the real challenge is for me because it's not about getting this money to me. I feel like I can get this money because I'm just that talented and I'm just really that nigga. And I, that's just me speaking confidently. It's not cockiness, it's confidence, right? But when I think about it, I'm like, all right, if I was to say get, if I was able to make my family into a billion dollar family, right? That's the goal. And, and each anchor was worth a hundred million. We got 10 anchors. Each of us worth a hundred million. If I go down as the head of the family, what happens to the rest? Am I the foundation that's the only thing keeping it strong or is the foundation strong enough to live without the person who started building it, right? And I think about it, I'm like, I don't know if I can confident, and this is nothing against my family or my siblings or nothing, but I, I don't know if I can confidently say, yeah, I, I think y'all y'all got this when I'm gone. And that's with my kids and everything is because like, we live in this society where it's consumer-based, buy, buy, buy. And you never talk about building. We never talk about building. Yeah. So I, what, what do you think about that, the rich versus wealth mentality? Uh, you know, honestly, I'm broke right now. So I can't even speak too much on, you feel me, what it means to be rich or what it means to be wealthy because I haven't been either. But I can say that, you know, I, I ain't gonna lie, a little bit of my, like, ego has been, like, kicking up. Like, I've been, like, wanting to buy Jordans and shit. Like, I've been wanting to be fly again for some reason. But in addition to that, I've really been focused on, like, building. Because, like, <clears throat> you know, we live in a world nowadays. It's like, it's like what, what do you offer? Like, that's the only way you can really, like, move up or make money if, if you have something to offer you have like a skill a trade a product so <clears throat> i've really just been focusing on creating a product or creating a skill or, or or having a skill rather that can get you money no matter what so i think that's more important than being rich because being rich is just having a lot of money it's not and so is being wealthy in a sense but it's like being rich or just having money is just one thing, but having the skill and the ability to always make money is the most important thing. Cause it's like, it's always like that, that, that old cliche, but God, I love cliches the older I get. Cause they just so, they so true, but they it's so like, true. I could teach, I mean, I could give you a full plate of fish. It'll be gone in a, in a, a week, but I could teach you how to fish and you'll be able to eat forever. So I, that's what I, I, I haven't really been focusing on the actual physical return or incentive of like making money, but rather just having something to offer always to make money, whatever type of market we're in. Oh, that, that's real. And I think, like you said, that that is the goal at the end of the day. It's not getting money. It's learning how to make money. And I think the thing about like being an entertainer whether it's sports, whether it's 
music, whether it's just entertainment and TV or whatever, is they give you the money because you're so talented. They don't want you to learn how the skill of making it. It's like, think about it. Who who owns Spotify, right? Yeah. White is X. Who, what, what's a big industry that runs Spotify though? Rap, hip hop, R&B. That's like, I won't say it, it runs it completely because you got country, you got rock and shit in there, of course. But I can say they're at least 10 to 25% of, of their revenue streams. I so, guarantee that. Let me if say not this. more. Let me say this. The reason why Michael Jordan is the GOAT is because Michael Jordan hasn't touched the basketball. I mean, he touched the basketball in like 2001. He played like nobody knows about him playing on the Wizards like that. Like, who cares? He hasn't like really been relevant. I mean, like popping in basketball since like 96. And he still has the highest selling. Well, I don't know if it's the highest selling shoe, but it's one of the highest selling shoes ever. And that's because Michael Jordan is a legend. And, and not only just in basketball, but in marketing and business. And that's why you can see the difference between his, his presence nowadays and Larry Bird's or Akeem Olajuwon. Like, at the end of the day, the, you know, it's cool to... Well, even niggas who's on TV every day. Michael Jordan, you rarely see Yeah, you don't even see Michael. Right? Charles Barkley on TV every day. The only person I want to throw in there is... I'm, but even Shaq, he's way bigger than Shaq, and Shaq is a huge moneymaker. You can only throw... The only people you can throw in Michael Jordan's category is Magic Johnson. No, nah, I wouldn't even throw Magic Johnson. Not because Magic got half the Lakers. Nah, he, he's cool. He filthy. He filthy. I mean, I thought you meant just as far as like controlling magic. You can own some shit and not control an industry. He owns well, I'm, just saying, I'm talking about money wise. Money wise, I mean, Jordan owned the Hornets and he owned. Yeah, the but no, but don't nobody else own a team. Like I'm talking about, you gotta oh, okay. you gotta have money to own a team. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah. So magic, and he gotta the have, yeah, and it's the Los Angeles like like Charlotte, cool, but it's Charlotte compared <laughs> to L.A. Lakers, like. That's the biggest franchise of all time in the NBA. But even like Jay Z, like Jay Z, not in the fucking in the, he's not the Kanye of like the me the news, but he's still a billionaire. Me, and I think Jay Z billions is gonna last longer than Kanye's. Damn, you think so? I don't know because I think because, Kanye nah because it's the mentality and not. This isn't anything against Kanye, right? I think Kanye is a genius. Kanye younger. But Kanye is, is not a money maker the same way Jay Z is. Yeah. What? No, no. That's Kanye crazy. has bigger influence, so he got a bigger check. But exactly. and he and he realized that he can make his own shit and own it, which is a genius, right? But that do not mean he's the same type of money maker as Jay Z. This nigga Jay Z is different. But he bro. younger than Jay Z too. He only like forty two. Jay Z damn near fifty. But I think, like, as far as, like, Kanye, he, he kind of, like, he's, like, if he if this makes sense. If this he got more money. He, like, made the Amazon of fashion for our generation with Yeezy, yeah. right? And, and Jay-Z, the one. put on Virgil, like, he has an eye for fashion, 1,000%. But Jay-Z has an eye for money. You feel me? Kanye's making his money because he's just an iconic person. And this is what I'm getting at. There's not going to be another Kanye. There's not going to be another icon like Kanye, unless it's me or you. But <laughs> Jay-Z, 
there can be 50 Jay-Z's. Jay-Z know how to make money. It don't even matter about, like, think about it. nobody wearing, rocking Jay-Z shit. No, nobody give a fuck about what this nigga <laughs> wearing. This nigga know how to make money, though. You feel me? Yeah, I think he's just like the Warren Buffett compared to, like, you feel me, like, uh, like Kanye is gonna die richer than Jay Z, but I guarantee you, Jay Z's family money is gonna be bigger at the end of the day. Yeah, and I he think got that's a fact. Too. Yeah, one he got two billion. He got a two billionaire family. That's insane. That's crazy. Mm, that's it. Then they that's the thing just by itself. But two, he just know how to make money. I'm like, think about it. Like, if Kanye wasn't Kanye, if he wasn't like the star Kanye, is he a billionaire? No, I no. think Jay Z's a billionaire. If even if he wasn't Jay Z, like if he wasn't the star Jay Z, I feel like if Jay Z was able to figure out a way to make ten million, he would have eventually made it into a, a billion. Oh God, Kanye, I don't think I don't think the same about Kanye, and that's nothing against Kanye. I love Kanye. I think he's a genius, but this is the thing: like for you to make money, you also have your brain has to be wired a certain way, and I think Kanye's like kind of. <laughs> much about love you know that's no that's true though because like i've been watching like uh, you know things on like how to make money in, in today's industry and it's really like it's really a game to a lot of people like to a lot of those high up like stock investors like it's just a game to them niggas and it's it's kind of sick well it's not sick but like it's a sick game to them because like they're throwing away niggas mortgage for like six months and they're like well Hope this shit works. I mean, obviously, there's, like, statistical data to back it, but, like, feel me, niggas are just going out on a limb and, like, investing in shit, which is crazy. I was reading something on Facebook. It was, like, um, it said something about Jay-Z and P. Diddy because they two black billionaires, right, which is amazing. But it was, like, the caption, they had posted a picture, and it was, like, we read it, we lead in the revolution for our our people, like we the revolutionaries or whatever. And then somebody like commented under which, you know, this may be some hate shit, it may not, but they was basically like, yeah, but if y'all really wanted to be revolutionaries, y'all would, uh, y'all would be like feeding back into the black community. Hold on, I'm gonna read exactly what it says. I don't wanna fuck it up, cause I shared it and shit. So basically, they was like, it's bigger than being billionaires. It's about owning our culture and leading the revolution, right? Mm-hmm. And then somebody under the tweet said, the truth is, if you wanted to form a small militia, broadcast revolutionary propaganda, run a prison or abolition campaign, heck, you would have done it by now. But all you do is brunch, buy inflated art, and sell the dream because revolution doesn't profit like the dream. And it made me think. I was like, and and it really made me think that because they posted this on Malcolm X's birthday, right? And before, like, I read the caption to the actual picture, I was like, well, like, you kind of, like, in a way have to be ahead of, like, an industry to try and spark change for everybody else, right? But at the same time, I've always thought, I was like, once I have enough money, like, I'm starting, like, nigga, we, we, we in boot camp, you feel me? Like, what? why aren't we already there with as, as much money as we have in the Black community, Right. And then I read the the fucking um, catch and it said, people involved in a revolution don't become part of the system. They destroy it, Malcolm X. And I thought about it. I was like, that's facts because- No, I don't think that's part, 
I think it is because I, I think it is to an extent because I think once you become part of the system, the lines get so blurred. You don't, you forget what you was fighting for. I mean, I get that, but hear me out, right? Malcolm X was, shit, Malcolm X was fighting a lot in a different time. Like he was fighting for shit in the sixties, fifties, which it was a different time for black people. But now I feel like, we live in a society in a world today where there's like there's not a huge chance that we can depart from this system. So I think the best way is to get a lot of money because you need money to do anything. So you need billionaires to get you need black billionaires and, you, and in order to do that you have to feed into this system. And then if you want to cuz you can't here's the thing you can't you can't be broken in a system and then try to create a new system because it doesn't Yeah, that's fact. Because it's like it's like a lazy person just being like, okay, let me just do a new hobby. You're still gonna be lazy. It's just it's a trait. It's not like an action. Exactly. So, I think you have to show that you're able to strive. Because the same thing you have to do in this system is the same thing you're gonna do in the next a brand new system, but times ten. Because there is no, there is no buildings. There is you can't just get a job. You have to create those jobs, which is a whole nother the, challenge. The thing itself. is, like the whole argument is. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to end it and then we could join back because I don't want to All right. Welcome back from our first commercial From our first commercial break. But RIP Kevin Samuels. Yeah, I mean, we said that. But yeah, that's fast because I'm that's like a great segue into like our next topic. But but let's finish this topic first, bro. So like the thing about that, and like I agree with you. And this is what I like about, like, our power structure because, you know, like, me, I have to, like, live in a dualist mindset at all times. I was actually talking to somebody. I was like, I probably got, like, hella brain disorders and shit, which allows me to think in ways that most niggas would perceive as insane. But, like, I can, like, literally jump from, like, over the line of insanity and just exist and, like, just exist and think that way. And it'd be fine. And like I'm not going crazy or nothing. Well, maybe like every like year or something, but like I, I get over it, right? But um no, I was like thinking, I was like, I think to an extent you oh, oh but I bring that up, but because for us, I think that's great because like we kind of do the same thing, but we exist on opposite sides of the line. So we yeah. think like not. We understand that neither side is insane, but like our opinions kind of coincide with the side that I think is insane, you think is more sane. And you're, even though the lines are blurred, it might be like, you think my side is like 55 or 60% more insane than your side. And it's like the switch or whatever. But um, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I just don't think it makes sense to like other niggas, but like it yeah, makes sense. I know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, as far as, like, being a part of the system and changing the revolution, like, I agree with you. I agree that you have to use the system, but I don't think you can be a part of it because once you're a part of it, you subscribe to it. And, you know, you could be like, you don't got to. You can just be acting like, like you do. But the longer you subliminally are subscribed to something, the more and more it's going to be harder to break out of that shit. So, because we can go back and ask, Jay-Z from the 80s and 90s, what he want to do when he get 100 million. So or, let, let me ask you this. Well, let me ask you this. 
do you think it's because how I'm looking at it, <clears throat> when I see billionaires like Jay-Z or, or Puff Daddy, I don't look at them as <laughs> I'm not gonna keep calling that nigga Puff Daddy. That, that, that don't feel right. P. Diddy. <laughs> when I look at like P. Diddy and Jay-Z, I don't look at them as becoming a part of the system. I see them taking over the system. And I feel like that's why I want to ask you, do you, because, okay, you got to think about it. Think about Universal, right? Universal is like the music recording group or whatever, not group, but like the label, right? Rock Nation whatever, or Rockefeller Records, that's a, that's a record label that has as bigger artists damn near than Universal Records. So I feel like they're taking over that whole idea of you have to be signed to this white label. So I feel like with the better strategy, not the better strategy, but the strategy that I feel like they're taking the approach of is we don't need a breakaway because breaking away, if you, if African-Americans were to break away, you would be like, the first question would be like, where would you go? First of all, are you going to stay in America? You, you basically have to stay in America. You can't go back to Africa because that, that just, no, I think we, I think we stay in America. But okay, so that's why I think it would be better to, or a little bit more logical to take over the systems that are already play in place and then change not, those accordingly. It can't happen. Why not? Bro, I think it can happen. We, I think it's happening right now. I think 100% is happening right now. I, see, all right, this is the thing. It can happen. It'll take 100,000 years for y'all to see the change I want to. No, just because, just because of how literal, like, literally it's not even like oh it can't happen or nothing but just because of how the american justice system works it will take thousands and thousands of years for us to see like one percent of what black people actually want to see and what people in general because like what do you mean like, by i get what you're saying right i get what you're saying but you gotta realize at the end of the day we are niggas in society we are the lowest of the low whether we got a billion dollars or zero that's how a lot of niggas look at us it doesn't matter for the most part now when you got a little money it might be a little different but if you're in a room full of white billionaires you still the nigga see, but that's what but, see, but, this that's, is what, but that's what makes it, right? that's what makes it so beautiful because at the end of the day it don't matter how you look at me like like just just no, like no i understand that just like this you said, is my point this is my point right it's because it's not about how i feel or how some because i don't give a fuck right but I just always got to exist on those two planes. We right now have a bunch of white people, black people, Mexican, y'all, y'all. We all trying to just fight for some shit we all would enjoy in weed. Or, oh. or off of that, off that, student loans, right? That's something a lot of niggas, you know, just regardless of race, would kind of like to see go away. Okay. Biden just gave $40 billion more to Ukraine. I don't see many people asking for that. For mm -hmm. for. That that makes hold up. He gave thirty billion the first time. He gave another twenty billion. Then it went up to seventy, and now it's forty. So he's given, he's given damn near half a trillion dollars to these niggas, give or take, or not that much, like two hundred and fifty, and trillion like billion though. That's crazy, right? Mm -hmm. This this shit has, hasn't been going on for more than a year. Crazy, right? He won't. He won't. You know, let let y'all fucking student loans go. He won't give black people reparations, but he gave you know transgenders reparations. And it's just like this is the system that we're playing. You know, black people have been 
you know, have their civil rights since the 60s, but we still don't feel like we really have shit because the civil rights movement really ain't do shit for black people. Just made niggas have to technically be nicer to us and let us in our shows, let us in the stores, which if you think about it, put black people farther back. So like, you got to go back to the 60s when, and this is why I say we can't join the system and change it. Because back when we had our own shit, we was better off in the 60s until we technically got rights. Okay. We had our own businesses. We had our own money, our own fuck. We had all our own shit. It was the still the black family versus um, the world. Now it's so blurred because we don't know what the fuck's going on for real. That's why I say, you know, oh, thank you. Because it brings this conversation back full, around full circle. Malcolm X, he said, the revolutionary cannot be a part of the system. And I say that because back when Malcolm X was alive, you said the world's way different. Yeah, it's way different because we are at more of a dis disadvantage. We don't know we're still enslaved. We don't know what's going on at all. Back then it was very clear what was going on. It was, you saw it every day. It was in your face every day, very clear. You can't, you can't hide behind social media or how a nigga wanna treat you on the fucking TV by kneeling and giving you Juneteenth. You can't hide behind that because you saw how they treated niggas every day to your face. Now the lines are so blurred to where, yeah, we can think we starting a revolution, but at the end of the day, what is, what is Jay-Z doing? And it, although he's making himself more money, he's making these billionaires, even these white execs, even richer by anything he's doing, just because that's the system that we're playing. Because yeah, like you said, Rockefeller is one of the biggest labels, right? We don't we don't buy records no more. We stream them. Who owns these streaming services? He even he sold title. He even sold title. Well, let me say this. So it's like you said, nah, but this is this is my last point. You're saying Jay-Z, they're changing these, which to an extent, when he has title, I would say he was. He sold it so he could get wealthier. So, so he could move his. That's fine. That's fine. But you can't say music and how they're taking over the music industry in one breath. And then he gave away the most lucrative music streaming shit he had. He, he, he sold it. He gave it away because you're not making money off of selling records no more. Think like, I remember back in the day when Kanye would drop in 2006, right? For yeah. graduation. My bad. This is my last point, but it sold 700K the first week. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, for an album to be a big album, it just gotta sell like a hundred k, and it and and we're it's supposed to be twenty twenty. You supposed to be making more mu money off music, and it's because of streaming. It's like who owns these streaming platforms? Why exactly? So Which, I think okay. I think this is the the point I'm trying to make is they always gonna be ten steps ahead of you. So for us to really want to see the change in our life as black people want to see it. Now, if we want to change our idea of the change we want to see, then we can talk about that. But the change black people want to see, we got to have a real, we need a revolution. We don't need to change the system. It okay. won't work. Let me say this. Why do you think gay people have so much power? Being gay wasn't even popular for real until like the seventies. And then you look at 2020, that's 50 years. And they damn near run everything. It's because they have people in. What you just say? Because they have people. Because they have people in power, and they have people on the inside. They run Hollywood. They run all these things. So in Jewish people, 
You look at Jewish people. Why do Jewish people run everything? Because they own land. Because they 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 own the banks. So it's not. I think. I think. I, I, and I, I think love it, that you're saying all this because it's kind of proving my point. I think it. I think it comes to a point, and it's gonna come to a point with black people where there just isn't gonna be. There just can't be any more races because if they want to, unless they want to throw all of America away, there's gonna come a point where they're going to have to entrust these things to black people or to any type of people who are going to offer the best, the best uh, solution for it. And I agree with you, right? But, I, but that's like I what I'm said. saying. Like it, it doesn't at a certain take thousands point, of years though. at a certain, I don't think it's going to take that long. Cause at a certain point, you're not seeing it in our lifetime. You're not seeing it in our kids lifetime. You're not seeing it in our grandkids lifetime. You're not seeing it in their kids lifetime. Wait, what are you trying to see? The the change where there's no it's no such thing as race in in America where it's just like you just living because anywhere else you go well that's a different that's world, a different thing it's just life no nah, that's anywhere, not true if you true. if you go to anywhere in, bro I, nah nah because like I used to not think that but then I started talking to foreigners and they was like yeah in our country it's just like there's no racism for real because it's just us so that's why like I applaud America because. We like the only places a bunch. That's of what I'm saying because they don't let nobody think about what Chinese people are doing to Muslims right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. This is, bro, it ain't. But, but I think I think we need it's to take a step more. back. That is human nature, you know. It, like racism is is a part of human. It's not. It's nothing crazy. Literally, it's it's what's going on across the entire world. So, I see America as an experiment. That could work, could possibly work, but I don't think as it's been, I, don't, I think it's a weak foundation. I don't think that from the foundation we have, it will ever work for real. Just because so of like the work in what sense? Huh? Like work in what sense? Like work in where everybody will just feel like people. Because I don't think black people will ever get over the shit that happened to them in the past, nor do I think they should. And okay. I think that's the like problem, like with this whole idea dream of America, because to some extent you're gonna have to force black people to just say, you know, we we just get over it. And it's like, no, fuck that, because you look at the Jewish people of World War II, they get rep, they get billions of dollars every year and they got Palestine. We got enslaved for over 400 years. We didn't get shit but Juneteenth. You look at gay people. They just got their rights after we got ours. But why? Because they, they have and, power. And like you said, why? They have power. Don't think these powers didn't always exist there, though. There, there was always gay people in power. They were just closeted. Now they just don't give a fuck. It doesn't change their power level. They always had the power, though. They just don't give a fuck now, and that's okay. But black people, we still always going to be looked at and treated as black people. They, they, in, in these rooms... They knew who was gay. They always respected them as a person, hey, whether they were gay or not. This, this, These Jews, they literally run the world. They've always ran the fucking world. The Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, this isn't nothing new. They've always ran this planet, right? So it's not like they're gaining new power. It's power they've already had. They're just deciding to show it now. I think, I think, I think the way I look at this is it's a game of chess and not a That's game right. of finger. We don't need to tear this whole thing down. I think I think there's there's strong opportunities for for black people. There's strong opportunities for everybody that wants to do something. And we I live in a free market. At the end of the day, you can sell whatever you want to sell 
without anything, without any parent company or whatever. Me and you could get on here right now, create a website and start posting our own shit. And that's, that's our shit, right? So since we live in a free market and in such a, in such a free market, it's not like the 1960s where like niggas had to go through like newspapers or go outside on other people's property and showcase their shit. We live on like a free database down there where we can put whatever we want. Technically, tech, uh, technically speaking, like, Obviously, the there's something that makes it impossible for revolution to happen, huh? The internet damn near makes it impossible for revolution. To happen. I don't think a revolutionary needs a, a revolution needs to happen. Like everybody wants it. Like people just want to fight back. It's like if we were to fight America right now, if black people were to fight America right now, and, and, and let's just say they gave us like Texas, they gave us Texas and like, no, they wouldn't give us Texas. Let's just say they gave us like South Dakota, North Dakota, and like more yeah, weak ass states. Yeah, yeah, some weak shit. If we were to get, if we were to be given that, like, we wouldn't survive. I yeah, mean, we would survive, right. but we wouldn't thrive. And it'll take hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of years to grow that. And once we do grow that, who's to say that America is not just gonna take that shit back over when they want to? Because we're not in a position, not only mili- uh, military wise, because obviously, Religion. like. These niggas on the like these niggas on the street ain't fucking with the U.S. military, and just financially, we don't have the money to do that. So we might as well, while we're in a free market, while we're in, while we have the U.S. dollar backing us, which is maybe not now one of the most valuable dollars on the planet. I mean, you know, things of currency on the planet, but at one point, and will probably soon be in the future, one of the most important things besides cryptocurrency. We can, we can't do that. We might as well just use this what we got now, take over this, take over the shit because it is takeover. We seen it with gay people, which even if even if there was always gay people, the people in power made it okay for gay people to be okay in power and for this shit to be in our school system. So I think we could take an approach like that instead of trying to separate and segregate because it's it's really, it's I don't think it's just a, I don't think it's the smartest option. Right now, bro. Like, I mean, honestly, to be so honest with you, I agree with you. Like, logically speaking, everything you say makes sense. But this is the only thing you're forgetting the caveat of this only works, and it only works if you are forcing black people to get over the shit of their past. No, and no, I'm not. no, I'm not. You can do it with vengeance. You can make your way to the top. I don't think you can. I don't think. For where black people are mentally today, we can. How? Okay, so you don't think so? You don't think like, let's just use Kanye West for example. Kanye West in his songs is explicitly saying, well, maybe not Kanye West because he's that's Kanye West. Let's use let's use like Jay Z, right? Jay Z. but this is my thing. You can't use Jay Z. You can't use Kanye West. You gotta use NBA Young Boy or Lil Durk. No, you don't. You can use whoever you. Those no. Those those aren't only black niggas on the planet. Oh, but those are majority of niggas on the planet. It's not about. No, it's not. You don't know that. You don't know if most niggas on this planet are NBA Young. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Not and let me say in America. I know. I know for a fact most niggas in America are more like fucking. Little dirt. Even if they are, I'm not. I'm not preaching to the person you are. I'm preaching to the person that you can become. And if you want to make your way to the top, I'm just saying, if you want to make your way to the top, you can do it. By you can do it the whole time off the grudge of I hate white people. 
You could literally be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be bigger than Google because I hate white people and a white person created that. And that's the same, that's literally the but that's you holding the grudge. That's not you getting over. No, you could be like, I'm doing this for my ancestors. This I'm is the thing, like, that. You gotta like, like we are thinking as ourselves right now. You gotta you gotta step outside your body, right? That's the only person like, I can think for though. I can't think for nobody else. And I don't want to. But I'm just saying, like, just try to. Because then you'll understand the struggle a lot of people in our community are internally. And the reason they can't do it because they're, they're enslaved to their instincts and everything they've seen growing up. So like we was talking about earlier with the parents shit, they seen their parents have a short ass temper at the dumbest shit. What makes you think they're going to have the strength? Me, to... I do. Like, I, well, that's, I, I dude, that's, uh, that's what I'm saying. There's only so from, many Kendrick Lamar's. There's only so many Andre Joneses. There's only so many Tommy's, Kanye's, Jay-Z's. But, but there's, Literally, bro, there's little dirts that get killed in the street every day. But that's not, we can't cry them a river, though. It's like. I'm not crying them a river at all. I'm saying, this is what I'm saying. I was saying I understand. And I'm not forgiving it. I'm not, I'm not excusing it. But I understand and I'm not going to hold them to the same standard I hold myself. Because I realize that they're not, they're not like, they're not me. And I, I can't keep expecting them to be like me. And like, yeah, I can get over it and I can have that grudge of where I'm going to just outwork you. But we have, we know niggas who literally kill other niggas because they took their chain and stupid shit like that, right? So you're telling these same niggas to after they realize the extent of racism and bullshit white people have put them under to do like, you know what? We're going to play the fair game. You expect, like, you honestly expect them niggas to do, I just don't do that. And it's not like, I don't think they have the ability. I, of course, I think they have the ability. You can do whatever you want, but it's like, I would have to be, I would have to already literally have the caveat in the plan of, yeah, this only works if y'all forgive white people for what they did your entire life or get over it, which I know y'all not going to get over it because y'all tempers are this fast because you've seen your parents' tempers be that fast your entire life. I think the only thing that can maybe help black people is if we all did a group session of shrooms, and then we may be able to do that shit. But like, think about it. Me and you wasn't thinking about this. Like, we wasn't thinking like this a couple years ago. We was them same niggas. And I think it's easy for us to like get caught up and like forget that. And that's my point of like, you. It's really like the prime years of understanding for to me is like between eighteen and twenty five because we lived in that situation as many other black people what two three years ago and just being out of it for a little we kind of forget how why they think like that but there's a reason why niggas act the way they do nobody's just acting just because they're crazy there's always a reason somebody is doing something even if you don't agree with it even if you don't think it's valid there's reasoning behind it you know what i'm saying i don't think niggas are at the point to where they're going to get over shit because they can't even get over shit that happened in their hood 50 years ago. How would, how could they get over shit that's happened for 400? Okay. I think that's that's a very valid point. But I mean, I like I want you to know I, I'm on your side. I want, no, I I want mean, what you say to happen. This is like we already beat this dead horse. Yeah, you're right. Still gotta get the current topic. Yeah. But uh <laughs> now nah, our oh yeah. Did you hear about... Uh, oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I want to do a special from now on. All right.
doom, 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 doom. current topics. Uh, One day it's gonna be more professional. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a freestyle. All right. Um. So did um, we talked about this a little last podcast? But there was a shooting in um Buffalo mass shooting. I'm only bringing it up again because um recently the the dude he literally had a big ass manifesto and shit. It was basically real racist, right? But he got he only got charged with one account of murder, even though oh, he killed shit. ten people. Wow, that's crazy. How? How? I, I don't. I don't. That's why I'm like. I'm like how. So well, like, if it, was, if it was one account of attempted murder, I mean, I still wouldn't understand it. But I guess I would kind of understand it more than murder. So I'm like, you'd be like, all right, he planned one mass shooting. So like, no, no, I did. Like no, no, no. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm saying like, I, well, I can maybe get yeah. if they gave him one account of attempted murder. But the nigga killed 10 people, literally. You can't like say he didn't kill 10 people yeah, you can you can argue that he only tried one mass shooting you can argue that i guess but you can't argue the nigga didn't kill 10 people he killed he shot and killed 10 people like that's 10 murders that's not one yeah, fucking that's, murder that's, that's 10 fucking murders well i mean what i expected them to do i didn't i didn't expect him to get charged with something that little i was like he'll probably go to an insane asylum or something like that. And I was like, I wouldn't be terribly mad at that because I feel like uh I feel like some people they like because like a lot of people were like they should have killed him, like on the spot, the police, which I understand. Like I, I get that, but I also feel like you should want to like study people like that and understand why they became why they like had that mindset because. If you were to just kill him, there's no answer. Like then, then really the ten the ten bodies really just died in vain because there's no like improvement. It's just eleven niggas dead instead of ten. So, wow, that was a very weird. That was a very harsh. No, nah, that's fast. No, no, nah, nah, you're. We talked about this in a pod earlier. It's probably one of our like darkest pods we've done on here. But we was talking about the Hitler effect, right? And how Hitler was powerful enough, smart enough. And a great enough figure, not in the sense of like he's good, but he had enough power to move all of Germany and start World War II in like the span of six to months to a year. That's insane. However you want to look at, however you feel about Hitler and World War II, which I hope, you know, all y'all niggas don't like the nigga, right? <laughs> God, we do. But um, like... And I was saying on God we do because this nigga typed some shit. He said we be saying crazy shit. We don't like Hitler. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like how regardless of how y'all feel about Mussolini, Stalin, Hitler, these were powerful niggas in a crazy sense that we still to an extent don't understand how powerful they were today. So if you really think these people were evil, if we can even get close to the amount of like insane or what we perceive as insanity or evil we need to try and understand that because it's all <clears throat> this is the thing right and i think this is a beautiful conversation right and that we're about to have 
there's no such thing as evil or good. And now let me explain that because a lot of y'all might not like that, right? There's no such thing as evil or good. Good is only given connotation by human beings. There's nothing universally out there that's good or evil because I could be like, man, if something like, if an asteroid came on the earth, like flew into the earth right now and like just exploded this bitch, that would be terrible. Like that would be the most evil shit that ever happened in the existence of humanity. There's nothing evil. It's just an action happening in space though. There's explosions going on literally 24 sevens in space. There's death and life. Like literally without death, there cannot be life. You feel me? Like you, once your body dies, it decomposes and turns into soil, fertilized soil for other shit to literally become life out of. So that's why like, I kind of have this, um, that's why I believe in karma and I believe in, uh, what's the shit called? When you never die, reincarnation. Because it's like energy never ceases to exist. And I think that kind of goes to say like, there can't be a such thing as good or evil because too much shit happens for humans to be able to put its own connotation on it. Especially so much shit happens that we don't understand. Like think about all the shit that, that we see on the news that we think is bad, but we don't even understand how it may be good or how it may be bad. Like Trump, for instance, we don't, we don't even like as a nation or people fully understand whether that's a good person or a bad nigga. And it's just because he's a person doing shit. So is this crazy, crazy white nigga who decided to drive 200 miles and shoot up a black super monkey. The nigga's not good or bad. He's just a, he's just a nigga doing shit in this crazy experiment we call life and earth. And that's what we got to realize as, as a, a species of people. Because if we just want to expel them as evil and we have this, you know, connotation, we just want to get rid of all evil, right? then we will never understand what that is. We just thinking it's evil. But if, this, if there was a such thing as evil, it would, it would have to come from somewhere, right? And that's why I just think there's no such thing as evil. It's just like shit that's happening on this earth and it's like different conditions. Because think about it, that evil nigga had to start off as a little baby. And you, talk, you tell me that little baby was evil from his conception, from, from the time that the sperm shot into the bitch. You tell me that baby was evil the entire yeah, that time. That bitch was probably crazy. <laughs> but no, nah, I, I feel that. And you know what? It's kind of like, because I, I was watching this thing on the Nazis and like the whole karma thing is so crazy because this nigga, like a lot of those Nazi like generals and shit, they died like from old age or like from cancer. And like even this, there's this one nigga named Skorzynski, Skorzynski or something. He was like a prominent Nazi figure. And he died on a beach in Brazil with like a fine-ass girl or something. He had like a fine-ass wife. Well, she was, I don't know if she was fine, but she was foreign to him. So it's just like, damn, after all of that shit you did to Jewish people, you dying on a beach. You dying better than like 99% of niggas on this planet. So it's like, you feel me? I really hope that karma shit is real because, like, if you could just be a badass person and fucking... Because, like, if you think about it, if you were to just do bad things without it, without there being a societal setting, like, you probably... What would be the point of being good? 
Yeah, but not only that, but like you probably wouldn't face repercussion for it. Like, like let's just say there was no law, and like I was surrounded by like twenty chihuahuas and I killed twenty of them. Like those chihuahuas aren't gonna do nothing. Nobody's gonna do nothing about it. I'm probably just gonna have some more food. Then, no, I'm just. But this is the thing. I don't think there's no. That's why I'm saying there's no. There's not a such thing as good or bad. Let me. All right. Let me get away from saying good and evil because I don't know. There might be evil voices out there because I kind of believe in evil, but I I don't think there's a thing such as good or bad. And it's honestly because of my life, like. I, I just can't afford to think like that because if I was, I wouldn't give a fuck about anything I do anymore. I would just like be living and I would be a grimy ass nigga possibly. I'm not going to say probably, I said possibly because I probably still wouldn't be. But it's like, if I didn't like live with the expectation of, all right, even if you do hella bad shit in this life and somehow get away with it, that shit just going to come around to bite you in the ass. It's like everybody, I feel like, would just be, you know, demons down there. Maybe that's like, what's the point? Maybe that's the key to making it, though. It's like, you got to be like, fuck it. Ain't nothing going to happen. Because, like, you think about, like, all the evil shit that politicians do. Like, them niggas are. That's why I'm, bro, and this is kind of crazy because, like, bro, we really might just be on, on to something like with life. Because literally all our conversations come about around full circle if y'all was listening to the pods months ago years ago or whatever i had this theory about a hell planet that's exactly what i meant we're literally if you want to make it and succeed you literally have to be okay with either being around the darkest nastiest rudest people evilest people on earth or you have to become one of them and that's literally if you want to be top of society so i'm like this is a hell planet yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like the only thing that makes sense, bro. Like when I, whenever like I toggle around in my mind, and like the toggle will go on for months, cause that's how big, cause I'm toggling all of life. It's not like I'm toggling like a day or just a theory. I'm toggling life in my mind, literally, cause that's all like life only exists in your mind. It does. This three D world doesn't even like exist. It's just some fake shit, right? So, you know. I will toggle that shit around in my mind for months on end to literally keep coming back to the same conclusion that we live on a hell planet. But, you know, back to this good and evil shit. I just personally don't think there's anything such as good or bad because you said if you kill 10 chihuahuas, that would be bad. How? Niggas? No, I said it wouldn't be. That's what I'm saying. Like, nothing would happen if I killed 20 chihuahuas. Like, a chihuahua ain't going to kill me. And, like, even if you were to go out, this is, like, the whole thing with, like, well, I ain't gonna get mad at like vegetarians, but like it's just an odd thing. It's like, let's just say if you went outside, right, and you seen a bear, and you're like, nah, I ain't gonna kill that nigga because I'm nice. That nigga gonna kill you regardless of how nice you are. But then again, I think that's what that's what like separates us and makes us higher beings than like them, because we we have the ability to take a step back and like, you know, take things in perspective. But then I'm like, I think like, that's the point. And I kind of like, cause like, I kind of been like slowly trying to like really come back more into like my spiritual and like just awareness and religious side a little bit. And I think that's really the point. And that's why I think this is a hell planet, right? Cause I think that literally everything that gets thrown at you is meant to break you. Every single thing that gets thrown at you. And, you know, it's like up to you to just withstand it. 
And that's what like, that's like what Jesus was. He was the ultimate good person because literally the intelligent beings who he just loved undyingly murdered this nigga and strung him up on a cross. That's crazy as fuck when you think about it. That's insane. Alive. The nigga, they used the nigga to did it. Do that to me. The niggas did it alive and then put him in a cave to just starve to death. That's crazy, right? Bro, in the sun, bro. Imagine they did that shit to him in Vegas. That nigga was fucking burned. <laughs> yeah, but like, and, and it's like at the end of the day, he came back to life because, like, you know, I'm not I'm not saying I agree with this whole story. I'm just like, I kind of like respect it now for the fame or like the what it means. Bro, I respect it. Hold on, let me just say this. I like I plan on reading the Bible a lot this summer because I just have like a a a, a of high respect for it now and i know like in the past we used to bash bash religion but i think the bible is like the greatest book of written of all time because first of all it's lasted for fucking all of human society but not only that dictated how people have exactly and on top of that it's like if you if you were to if you were to be like okay the bible is fake let's just or or the events that transpired in the bible may not be fake but they're a little like inflated if i think once you take that approach and you you don't take everything as a literal thing and you start looking at the book as more figurative or more figurative i think it's a beautiful book like i think it has a lot of perfect life lessons like you think about like the 10 commandments they're not bad they're really good for like life like you were to say oh for real yeah don't fuck before you have before you're married before you that's, find like, that's a that's good idea pretty good don't cheat <laughs> pretty good idea don't steal don't i don't know i feel like monogamy is just some human shit i mean but like let's just but oh but yeah cheating because like you can be in a polygamous yeah that's not cheating but like you feel me don't kill nobody you like i feel like those are good things good principles to live by so i feel like i gotta like i before i bash christianity anymore i gotta i gotta understand it yeah. yeah And that, that's like that was like our problem as we were growing up and that's why like i really love this podcast especially like yeah the youtube too because y'all can see us grow like you know y'all can like see us grow but like with this y'all are hearing like our opinions at the time that we're saying it. like if we go back to our first couple of pods we probably won't agree with a lot of the shit we stayed in there now even though the people we were back then agree with them full-heartedly and i'm gonna still stand by that even though I've grown now, but what I love about this podcast is y'all get to see the arc, the character arc of a human being real time and in the past and like watch us like literally grow and listen to us grow. And like, we we're confident enough to put ourselves out there like that. And like, at first I didn't think it was like a big deal. I'm like, you know, I'm just saying what the fuck I want to say, but like that in this society, that's like really like, like we heroes to a lot of people for real because not only do we know we not only do i literally know i've said shit already from when i was 17 18 19 that I, that's going to be brung back up when i'm when i i'm worth a couple million dollars to try and ruin my image tarnish my image not only do i already know that's going to happen i'm still actively doing it and giving them more fuel and it's for like just the people because I want people just to realize that it's okay to make mistakes and grow as a human being. Like, 
with this internet age now it's like niggas expect you to be a perfect nigga from the time you 14 <laughs> oh god they really like and that's that's another reason why i love this because like bro i didn't say some shit on here where i've been like bro i need to text tommy and tell this remember that one t- that one time that one story i texted you i was like bro please delete that shit and even till this day i'm like if he deleted it, i wouldn't be mad but but Oh God, I've said a couple of things on here where I'm like, bro, like I really don't want to post that. But it's like you we got to. We just got to. We got to. But hold on, I'm gonna end it. And we're back. All right, that one was kind of better than the, the, the current events. <laughs> but um oh God, we yeah. stopped talking about the current events. Hey, <laughs> We're back to current events. No, no. But yeah, uh, yeah, man. Um, we about to just wrap this up for y'all a little bit. You know, this was, you know, we're gonna talk about current events in the next one for sure. But I also do (laughs) because it's been like two, three pods where we like we about to hammer it in on these current events and like we talk about this shit. But I know y'all like appreciate you know, more organic conversation than anything, especially like when we're talking about shit we're passionate about and also shit y'all probably actually care about because y'all hearing about this current event shit all over Instagram and shit already. Like, yeah, y'all might want to hear our opinions on it. So of course we're going to give it to y'all, but I know y'all actually like deep down really care about the shit we actually be having like long conversations about. Yeah. And if you don't, it's okay. Just, uh, just go to the current events ones, and that's fine. But uh, hold on, keep wait. What? Not what? Eh, what? It? What? What? What happened? It? Wait. Fuck. Back. Uh. Can you hear me, dog? What's up? My bad. <laughs> Internet connection got fucked up. Yeah. No, nah, I was just saying, um, I'm kind of glad we getting back in the pods for real. Cause like, you know, like these come talking's a skill and just being a human is a skill almost to an extent. So like, God, we, like we had to take like a two to three month break off this. And like y'all can hear like the difference between this pod and like the last one we just posted, the YSL, and the first like two and three we did like when we were first getting back in the swing and it's like just know like our convert like they they about to go back up this summer gonna be a a big summer like for the pod for the for the youtube all of that so y'all be ready because i've been working like crazy on videos and shit so yeah but you know that's really all i got for this one you know i hope y'all enjoyed this one you know i love all y'all Appreciate all y'all and make sure y'all drink y'all water like Andre about to do. And, you know, just just be happy and like, don't be pissed off on, about some shit you don't need to be pissed off about today. You feel me? Like, if something happened to you at 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. or even 3 p.m., don't carry that shit on around until 10, 10 p.m. You feel me? Because it's really not worth it. Like, you're going to be mad about, you're going to be mad for seven hours about some shit that happened to you like for two minutes no oh, god no i'm i got a i got a story i was mad as fuck last night and like bro i try to make this chicken right 
And I mean, I ain't gonna get into the whole reason why I was mad, but like niggas try to make this chicken, but because niggas was mad, you feel me? And the other party was mad. The chicken ain't come out that good. You feel me? But if we were both happy, the chicken would have probably came out a little bit. It probably wouldn't have came out good still, but it came out a little. It came out edible. But and uh, you probably wouldn't care because like it. Well, it damn, it wasn't even edible. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, but I say all this to say, you feel me? It really ain't no point in being mad. And if you are mad, you feel me? Just get it out and 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 talk about it or write it down like you feel me because one of something my sister said when but this was back when i was younger but it, it's so cool it's like whenever you get mad or whenever you get too hot just write some just write it all down you feel me and i know a lot of niggas be like and i don't That's dumb as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to be a fucking fag with a guy <laughs> No, I'm just playing. I'm just that was a joke. That was a joke. Was I don't joke even know if you can joke about saying words. Yeah, I, say I didn't say the whole world. I mean the whole world. That was a joke, everybody. Honestly, I'm like most of real, this is the end of the pod, so I'll say it so we can both get canceled. But I think like it's like worse to say fag than it is to say faggot. Yeah, bro. Bro, it's like we're so we're damn near contradicting because he was like, I want everybody to be happy. And then we just offend like the No, I'm not no, I'm really not trying to offend nobody. I'm just they, like you know they don't you know they don't take it like that. But bro, yeah, but I'm know. like the type of black nigga where you can like if you really got a question about the N-word and you like say nigger, just say it, but like you're at it's like in an asking tense. I'm not gonna get mad at you because like you're saying a word like. But if you're like nigger, like you call me a nigger, then it's like different, nigga. Like, what is he doing? All right, well, let me just say this. I was saying <laughs> that word. I said that word because that's how people, that's not how I am. Because you feel me? I just gave y'all the advice to write down in a diary or a journal. But a lot of niggas will be like, they'll make fun of niggas like that. So I'm making fun of people that make fun of people. You feel me? Who it's like reverse mockery. Exactly. So before, you know, before you feel me but yeah so thank y'all for listening <laughs> we love all y'all yeah we love all y'all all races genders and sexualities man oh god all Bless with pedophile. Peace. i don't fuck with pedophiles but other than that i fuck with y'all man that's fucked up no i'm just playing <laughs> all right y'all peace <laughs>